What is up? You guys sound good. Tell your neighbors, say, you look good. Tell your other neighbors, say, not bad either. Hey, welcome to Red Rocks Church. We're so glad you're here. Let's say hi to everybody. What's up, Littleton Campus, Lakewood, Evergreen, Arvada, Brussels, Belgium. We love you so much. We're so glad you're with us. Men at the Colorado Territorial Correctional Facility, we love you guys. We believe in you. We're glad you're a part of this church family. And women at the Denver Women's Correctional Facility, we love you so much. We believe in you as well, and we're glad you're joining us today. Hey, if, if you're just visiting at any of those places I just said, here's what you need to know. You're going to find out anyway, so I like to tell you right up top. We're just a bunch of messed up, imperfect people, but we love to get together and pursue a perfect God. And so no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you've been or what you've been through, you're welcome here. We're glad you're here. You're welcomed, you're loved, you're accepted, and we believe in you and your potential, and we're glad you're with us today. So welcome to Red Rocks Church. Can you make some noise one more time? Hey, if you have a Bible, flip open to 1 Samuel chapter 3. I know for a bunch of you, you use the, uh, the Bibles in the sky on the sides of the stages, but if you have a Bible, flip open. I've been reading this passage over and over again lately and actually wasn't planning on speaking on it. I just felt like God was really using it to speak to me and encourage me. And, and, and I just keep going through it. And because this is my job, I thought, you know what? I might as well share it with you guys as well because I've loved it. It's been really encouraging to me and I think it will be to you too. The heading in my Bible for this chapter says, the Lord calls Samuel. And let me just tell you this, as we go through this today, here's what I want you to be thinking about, because this is the truth, whether you feel it or not today, no matter what has happened in your life up to today, no matter what people have said about you or your potential or your ability or your future, no matter what you may be thinking about your own ability or potential or future, I want you to know this, God has a call on your life. God has a plan for your life. He wants to take you to a whole new level, a new level of influence, a new level of purpose, a new level of joy, new challenges that will help you grow. He wants to take you somewhere that you haven't been yet. He has a call on your life. So let that be at the forefront of your mind as we get into this text today. 1 Samuel 3.1, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. All right, let's get some context. I pictured the church, okay? It's, it's, it's at this point the temple, and Eli is the priest in the temple, and he lives in the temple. And Samuel, and you'll have to read about Samuel up to this point. It's an amazing story. His amazing mother, amazing story. He's been dedicated to God, and now he is living in the temple, sort of like an intern working for Eli, the priest. All right, so... Eli's the priest, lives in the temple. Samuel, in turn, lives in the temple. Okay, here we go. Verse two. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, he was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. There's a lamp with oil, and it hasn't quite burned out. 
which most commentaries say that that's telling us about the time. The time's not really that important to this story unless you're like me and you just are offended when people get up too early. Um, and so they, they believe that because, because the oil hasn't quite burned out yet, it's probably like ridiculously early in the morning, okay? At every single location, if you are not a morning person and you're proud to say it, would you raise your hand? See, I love you. I get you. I'm one of you. All you with your hands down, I don't trust you. <laughs> hey, I've been married for 18 years to the best woman I've ever seen or heard about. But she is a morning person. And I am not. And there's only really two things that we fight about in our house. It's the temperature and the mornings. <laughs> I want it cold. She wants it hot. I, I'm, I've got like some vampire-esque qualities about me. I like to sleep. I want all the blinds shut. I even go in the bathroom and shut those blinds just in case some light sneaks around the corner. I want all the blinds shut. I want it dark. I want it cold. I want it so cold that she has three or four blankets on. And then I put the fan on and I want it quiet. <laughs> I don't want conversation in the morning. I want it quiet. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> for 18 years, the first thing my wife does when she gets up in the morning is open the blind. And she starts talking to me like I want to talk to her. And she's like, oh, honey, look at this sunrise. I don't care. I'm trying to sleep. She will. She's so active in the mornings and so happy and just whistling and singing about the new day. She will at times, she'll make half the bed. She'll make half her bed while I sleep in the other step. Who makes half a bed? Woman, let me sleep. It's ridiculously early in the morning. Let's get back to the Bible. None of that mattered. I just needed to get it off my chest. Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Same way he wants to call you. Samuel answered, here I am. And get this. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called? Eli said, no. Turn the lights off. I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? My son, picture Eli, my son, shut the blind. I did not call, go back and lie down. Now see, it's not uncommon for Samuel to hear something in the middle of the night and run down the hall and see if Eli needs something because we already read Eli's, he's getting up there in age, he's nearly blind. This is, this is why Samuel's here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. What do you need? What can I help you with? What do you need to go somewhere? What's going on? Did something fall off a shelf? Like what happened? He hears a noise. It's not uncommon for him to run down the hall and check on Eli. If you're a parent, you know exactly what I mean. You hear noises and we like on autopilot, right? Just and just go to our kids' rooms, right? Because something's not right. And I have to do that. I have to go all over the house when I hear noises because one of my children walks in his sleep and I'll find him all over the place. Like, no kidding, I found him before peeing on a rack of shoes next to the back door. 
I woke him up. I'm like, dude, I'm a shoe guy. You're going to have to move out. He's like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I, I only peed on mom's shoes. I'm like, all right, we can work with that. <laughs> Samuel, being called by God, doesn't recognize his voice, doesn't understand it yet. And come on, if I took this mic around to every one of our campuses, there would be thousands of people within our church family that would say, I know exactly what that feels like. Going, I think God's calling. Is, God, is that God's voice, my voice, someone else's voice? Did I just eat bad pizza? What, right? Like, we know what that's like. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He's new to this. We know what this is like. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Poor Eli. Then Eli realized, okay, I got it. Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Now this is it. This is the part I, can't, I haven't been able to get away from. So Eli told Samuel, here it is, go and lie down. And if he calls you, Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Picture it. Young man wants to pursue God. Not really sure how to hear the voice of God. God's got plans for him, but he doesn't understand it yet. Doesn't know what's going on. And his spiritual mentor says, let me let, me, let, me let you in on a little secret. You want to hear the voice of God? You want to be led by God? You want to be directed by God? Go put yourself in a position to listen. Don't come talking to me about it. This is what we do. We talk to everybody else. Oh, I'm just trying to hear God's voice. Trying to find out what his plan is for me. Trying to hear his call. Here's what we need to ask ourselves. Am I just complaining about not knowing what God's up to? but yet I'm not putting myself in a position to listen? Because see, that changes the game right there, doesn't it? I'm not just waiting on God's voice. No, I'm actually putting myself in a position to hear it. Eli said, Samuel, go back to your room, get away from me, get away from everybody else, get alone with God, and get real serious about pursuing him and say, okay, if you're ready to speak, I'm ready to listen. You want to hear God's voice, Put yourself in a position to listen. The week I got saved, two things happened. I got baptized and I started asking some big questions. In fact, I found a picture. I was hanging out with Eric this week in his office and we found a picture. This picture is about 20 years old. Put that picture up. That's Eric on the day he baptized me. Look at all that hair coming out of that hat. And you might say, well, Sean, your hair looks a little different too. And to that, I would say, you know what? You worry about yourself. <laughs> you worry about you, okay? One of the most special moments of my life was when my buddy baptized me. And let me just say this, baptism for our church family is right around the corner. And if you've put your faith in Jesus and you have not went public with your faith yet through baptism, you need to do that. So go to our website today. On the front page of the website, there's a huge banner that says baptism. Hit that button and sign up to get baptized. As soon as that happened, though, I remember that day like it was yesterday. 
As soon as I started to dry off, I'm not even kidding, I remember it so vividly, so clearly. Mentally, I started asking some questions. And I was like, what now? Because like, I'm serious about this stuff. I want to change. I want to live a new life. I want to be guided by God. I want him to lead me. I want him to be in charge. I want to hear his voice. How's that work? And I went to our mentor, Jeannie Mayo. She said, let me tell you, you want to hear God's voice? Let me tell you three things that will never fail you. This is how it works. This is where it starts. And I kind of thought she's just giving me the training wheels. I'll graduate past this stuff. What I've realized is 20 years later, it still better be the foundation. She said this, you want to hear from God? You put yourself in a position to listen. Put yourself in his word. Put yourself in prayer. And put yourself around people who are in both. That's how God will speak to you. And Eric and I sat in his office this week, 20 years later, still younger than Chad. <laughs> in my heart. And... Uh, we said, isn't it crazy how the very same things that we needed to start a relationship with Jesus are the very same things better be the foundation of our relationship with him today? Because listen, whether you just started following him or you've been following him for so long, you can't remember how many years it's been. He still has a plan for you. He still wants to guide you. He still wants to call you. He still wants to take you somewhere new. And so we got to ask ourselves, am I on purpose today putting myself in a position to listen? Because that's how we hear his voice. That's where it starts. Samuel did this. And watch what happens. Verse 10. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, here it is, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something. Imagine if you started your day that way. Speak, your servant is listening. As opposed to just telling everybody we know that we're trying to hear from God right now. Imagine if we actually started our day saying, speak, your servant is listening. Because I believe God wants to say to every single one of us, I'm about to do something. Now that I got your attention, check this out. And he's going to take Samuel on a crazy adventure. He's going to blow him away with what he's going to do in and through his life. And because Samuel just decided one night with the help of his friend, Time with God for me isn't going to be something I try to squeeze in every now and then. It's going to be what I stand on for my entire life. Because he decided that, God begins to guide him. You have to keep reading this for yourself. God begins to guide him. God begins to empower him. God begins to purpose him. The things that you and I crave like if it, when it comes to, hey, if the creator of the universe could help me know where I'm going and what to do next, yeah, I want that. We want to be guided by God. We want to be empowered by God. How many times do you feel like, I feel like I know where I'm supposed to go, but I need his strength. I need his power. I want his power to walk in my calling. I want to be guided by God. So do you. I want his power working through me. So do you. I want him to give me purpose. 
So do you, right? We want to look back someday and go, yeah, what I was a part of, it mattered. I made a difference. Look what happened. Look what God did. We want these things. This is exactly what Samuel experienced. He was guided by God. Let me give you part of the story. Verse 19, Samuel grew up. God was with him. And Samuel's prophetic record was flawless. Everyone in Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, recognized that Samuel was the real thing, a true prophet of God. Wasn't an intern anymore. God continued to show up at Shiloh, listen to this, revealed through his word to Samuel at Shiloh. Same way he'll reveal himself to us today if we'll let him through his word. Samuel decided, I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to spend time listening to God in his word, letting him reveal himself to me through his word. And because he did, God guides Samuel step by step. God guides Samuel literally word by word and takes him from being an intern at the church to the leader of the entire nation. Oh, he was guided by God. And it started with time with God for me. It's not going to be something I try to squeeze into my life every now and then. It's going to be what I stand on for my life. He was guided by God. That's what we want. He was empowered by God. That's what we want. Check this out. If, you're, if you've got a Bible, flip over a few pages. Chapter 7. When the Philistines heard that Israel was meeting at Mizpah, starting in verse 1. The Philistine leaders went on the offensive. Israel got the report and became frightened. Philistines on the move again. I'm reading from the message. They pleaded with Samuel, pray with all your might and don't let up. Think about this. This is how powerful the prayer life of Samuel had become. The entire nation of Israel is being attacked by an army. And the first thing they do is go, get the intern. Get them praying. He spent so much time with God in private that everybody around him could see the power in public. His prayer life was bringing power to his physical life, to his public life, to the rest of his life. Pray with all your might and don't let up. Pray to God, our God, that he'll save us from the boot of the Philistines. Samuel took a young lamb, not yet weaned, and offered it whole as a whole burnt offering to God. He prayed fervently to God, interceding for Israel, and God answered. Watch what happens. Watch the kind of power that was starting to show up through his life because of his prayer life. While Samuel was offering the sacrifice, the Philistines came within range to fight Israel. Just then, God thundered. So much time with God in private that now when I need it in public, when I pray, God thunders. That's power. Just then God thundered. A huge thunderclap exploding among the Philistines. They panicked, mass confusion, and ran helter-skelter from Israel. Israel poured out of Mizpah and gave chase, killing Philistines right and left to a point just beyond beth -car. Samuel took a single rock and set it upright between Mizpah and Shin, and he named it Ebenezer, rock of help 
saying, this marks the place where God helped us. And everybody around him went, God's power is on that man's life. And it started with his friend saying, you want to be led by God? You want to be called by God? You want to be used by God? Start putting yourself in a position to listen, to hear, to receive. That's where it starts. Guided by God, empowered by God, and purposed by God. Read the rest of this story. He has more purpose on his life than he ever would have dreamed possible. He ends up being so guided and empowered by God that God uses him to choose and anoint King Saul, the first king of Israel. And then he uses him to choose and anoint the, the greatest king of Israel, King David. And through King David, he brings Jesus into the world to die on a cross, to pay the price for our sins, so that if we put our faith in him today, we get heaven forever. He did that through Samuel. Because one night, Samuel decided, I'm going to take time with God seriously. Speak, Lord. I'm ready. Your servant is listening. And I want to ask you again, is this us, church? Because what I learned from one of my great friends and mentor, Jeannie, put yourself in prayer. Put yourself in the word. Put yourself around people who are in both. It'll change everything. That's what happened with Samuel. Notice where he got the advice to go put himself in a position to listen in church, in the temple, from another believer. Because that's what happens when we live and walk with other believers on purpose. They push us closer to God. So we put ourselves in prayer. We put ourselves in the word. And we put ourselves with people who are in both. God wants to call you. He wants to look at you today and say, I got something. You ready to hear it? Are you ready to receive it? That's the question I've been asking myself all week. That's the question you got to ask yourself. And I want you to know this. This is possible, church. See, sometimes, I don't know about you, but isn't it true? Like, sometimes we read the Bible and we go, that sounds great. But that was a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, you ever feel that? Like, you go, oh, awesome, cool. For them, then, like, this is a whole different world, right? I was reminded last month that this is not just fancy church talk, that this is the kind of life that you and I can actually live. And when we do, we will be guided by God. We will be empowered by God. And we will be purposed by God. Jesus meant what he said. Seek me first, and I'll take care of everything else, right? You can actually live this way, and I was reminded of that this past month, unfortunately, at a funeral. I went to a funeral of, of a man that, I was thinking about it this week. I'm not sure there's another man that I've ever respected quite as much. He's my pastor, Pastor Sam Mayo. And I went to his funeral last month. In fact, put that picture up of him, would you? Mm. That's a powerful man right there. I chose that picture. Leave it up for just a second. I chose that picture because it was the, the, the closest picture that I could find that actually reminded me of, of my picture of him that I have in my mind. See, where I worked, Pastor Sam was the boss, 
And so you started your day in prayer every day in the sanctuary. And every day I came in, not part of the days. I'm telling you, every day I came in, he was there first because he had a saying, don't call in, crawl in. Every day he was there. And he was in this Almost a position just like that. I think in that picture, he's probably clapping. But that's how he looked every day. Both hands in the air, walking back and forth across the front of the room like this. If you ever stumble into the kids' room at the Littleton campus where me and Chad prepare our sermons, and we're praying, that's what you'll see. You'll see us walking back and forth because that's how our pastor taught us to pray. And I'm telling you, this man had a prayer life and God guided him and God empowered him and God purposed him. And I believe that his life hasn't just spoken to me, but it's about to speak to you. I was at this funeral and every single person that got up, friend or family member said the same thing. Pastor Sam was a prayer warrior. Pastor Sam was a prayer warrior. I thought, man, what a great thing to have people that you care about say about you. If you knew Pastor Sam, you'd probably heard him say to you at least once. I, I, I heard it a bunch. In, in the middle of conversations, at the beginning of a conversation, sometimes it was the only thing he would say. I'd see him in the hall and he'd give me a hug or he'd tell me he loved me and that he was proud of me. And then he'd say, hey, don't forget your daily appointment with the Lord. I didn't see you in there this morning. Don't forget your daily appointment. And I was talking to one of his sons, Justin, this week. Also an amazing man of God. Both of his sons are, Justin, Justin and Josh. Justin said, I don't think he told me that every day of my life, but he said, I can't tell you how many times I heard it. He said, every time I feel like I was leaving the house, he'd say, hey, son, don't forget your appointment today. And don't you let anybody talk you out of it. If they do, you just tell them, I'm sorry. I already have an appointment that I can't break. And Justin said he would say to me all the time, and son, if you don't know what to say, that's okay. Just talk to God about it. Don't forget your appointment. And if you don't know what to say, just talk to God about it. Pastor Sam Mayo was guided by God. I watched how God guided his steps. I watched how God guided his words. In fact, the first time I got brought to church, Pastor Sam was on the stage doing this, about to give a message. And here I was sitting in the audience, depressed and suicidal. And Pastor Sam goes, you know what? I've been working all week on this, but I feel the Lord's got a different plan for us today. And he said, I'm not going to do this message. We're going to pray instead. And he said this, I believe someone in this room needs to give their life to Jesus right now. And I came running down. See, I'm eternally grateful that Pastor Sam Mayo was guided by God. Pastor Sam Mayo, my pastor, he was empowered by God. Chad and I were talking about 
this, this this week. We would do these national conferences at the church. People would come literally from around the world to learn from Jeannie. And we would bring in the best bands you could get, the most popular Christian worship bands. That's who we had. The most popular Christian speakers. That's who we had. We had skits and dramas and laser lights and funny videos, all the stuff that, you know, you need for a Holy Spirit ordained moment. (laughs) I'm telling you, thousands of man hours went into planning this event. Work, 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 work for like a year. The conference starts and Jeannie gets up and she welcomes everybody and she says, I'd like for my husband, Pastor Sam, to come open us in prayer. I'll never forget He came walking up the stairs. He was walking a little bit slow and he was a little hunched over. And I knew why. Because he had just finished his 40-day fast that he does every year. If I fast for three days, I want to run people off the road. (laughs) He wouldn't tell you he's fasting. But you'd just see him in the sanctuary all day. And then pretty soon his suit coat would begin to fit pretty big. And there'd be about an inch between his neck and his collar. Because he always wore the same same setup. Different colors, dress pants, iron shirt, tucked in. If he wanted to get real casual, he'd flip down the wrist a couple times. And he'd be in there. And he walked up onto the stage and because of the way his suit was fitting, I could tell he's doing his fast. He got the mic and he said one word. Father. And the Holy Spirit just not a dry eye in the place. People are bawling. Me and Chad were talking about it this week. I was like, man, I was bawling. And he was like, I was bawling too. And I was like, I know I couldn't stop. He's like, you're always bawling. Who cares? See, When time with God is actually the foundation of who you are, there is a power and an authority on your life that can't be explained any other way. My pastor had power from God because of the time he spent with God. And he was purposed. Oh, in fact, I think he was leaning over from heaven watching the funeral going, what? that many people I got to this funeral and and the church was huge like it will fit multiple campuses of ours in the sanctuary and there was a line Jeannie and Josh and Justin were up front hugging people right there was a line not single file like four or five four 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 literally around the church building hours. It was going to take hours. They had to cancel it because we couldn't start the funeral. And, and Jeannie gets up and she says, I was just told another 6,000 people are streaming it live right now. Every single person had a story of how their life was changed by Pastor Sam. Pastor Sam wasn't writing books on creative communication wasn't writing books on how to lead a mega church. Although he could have. Could have written many books on how to spend time with God. 
But I'm telling you, I've never met a man with more power, with more authority from our creator. And it's because I've never met a man with a prayer life like his. And I don't take notes at funerals because, you know, that's weird. But I started taking notes on my phone and I wrote down some of the things that his children and his wife and his friends were saying. They said things like this. He's my hero. He's a legend. He's changed so many lives. He's a prayer warrior. I was talking to Justin this week, his younger son, and Justin said this, when I get to heaven one day, I'm going to see countless lives impacted by my dad because he prayed. That's purpose right there. I want purpose like that. So do you. I want to be guided by God. I want to be empowered by God. And I want to be purposed by God. He wants the same thing that he wanted for Pastor Sam Mayo for every single one of us. So listen, from my pastor to you, have you had your daily appointment? And if you don't know what to say, that's okay. Just talk to God about it. You start prioritizing that. It'll change us, church. It'll change us as individuals. It'll change our families. And it'll change our church family. And I know it'll change what we can do in this city and in this world through this church family. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you that you're with us right now in this moment. I thank you that your son died on a cross to pay the price for our sins, something we've never earned or deserved. I thank you, God, that that when he did, you tore the veil in the temple and you said, now everybody gets to come. Now everybody gets to hang out with you. Now everybody gets to talk with you and hear from you and be guided by you and loved by you and empowered by you on a face-to-face basis. And so, God, I pray that as individuals and couples and families and a church family, we would start taking you up on that. Stop making excuses and start walking into your throne room with confidence, knowing that we're supposed to be there because we're your children. I thank you for the example that Pastor Sam Mayo set for us. I thank you for the example that Samuel set for us. And now, God, I pray that you help us walk in that. I pray that not one person would walk out of here today feeling guilty about anything. This is not about guilt. God, remind us this is about an opportunity, an opportunity that we have to experience your presence as a father who likes us, as a father who loves us, as a father who has a plan for us. We thank you for that. And God, it is our absolute honor as a church family to begin worshiping you with music. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. At every campus, will you stand up? Let's worship.